Welcome to the business of strength powered by Varsity House Gym, the podcast for strength entrepreneurs. What's up, gang? Coach Joe here with my business partner, Dan Goodman. What's up, guys? And we're bringing you the first episode of the Business of Strength podcast. Uh, we're super excited to start this podcast. Uh, we've been doing a bunch of live feeds for a couple months now, and uh, we've finally taken the plunge and wanted to put this together into a legitimate podcast uh, that's going to be a monthly podcast. Uh, each month, we're going to try to uh, break down uh, an area of business uh, in depth and kind of give you guys some tips and pointers as to how to run a better operation and uh, have some great uh, fitness entrepreneurs and, and, and strength coaches and people within the industry on the podcast as well. So we're really excited to bring you some exciting guests and, uh, and, and help you turn your passion into a profit and, and really you know, take uh, a lot of the coaches who started off as you know, small little box gym owners and, 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 and maybe are thinking about starting to open up at the gym and show them uh, how we progressed from you know, a tiny little garage to a medium-sized gym to a full-blown uh, training facility and kind of just break down a lot of the, the, the missteps and, and, and mistakes that we made and, and, this, and show you some of the things that, uh, that we've done that have worked really well for us and, and, you know, just help other strength entrepreneurs out there just do a better job and, and maybe get from point A to point B a lot faster than we did. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited to be doing this too. Um, you know, we talked about, um, you know, a lot of business coaches talk about, you know, you got to help find your niche in the industry. You find your why. You got to you got to find your why. Yeah, absolutely. Why. And I think Joe and I would be like, you know, what what the hell is that? I mean, we're here all day, <laughs> every day. You know, what what is it going to be? And I think that this uh, niche as being strength entrepreneurs and business professionals is something that kind of fell into our lap because we just noticed like, hey, you know what, like, what are the majority of the questions that we're getting in our email boxes? What is the majority of stuff we're getting hit up for on our Instagram And we pages? go to a training certification, everybody would be asking us business questions. They wouldn't ask us a single question about training. Right. Which, I don't know if that's good or bad. But yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And, um, you know, we did a couple live streams and, you know, it got thousands of views and said, man, we, we might be onto something. We did the, obviously, we did our last uh Business of Strength seminar here at Varsity House Gym, and we had ten people show up for our inaugural uh, Business yeah. of Strength seminar. We have another one on August twenty fourth and twenty fifth, um, and uh, we've got some special things in the works where we're going to be traveling around, just sharing our message with people literally worldwide, which is totally humbling. I know for me, um, it, it, it's really special, and um, you know we're going to try, like Joe said, to break down some things that are actually working in a real tangible gym. I think the biggest difference between us and some other strength entrepreneurs, not that they don't know what they're doing, but we're living it on a day-to-day -day basis where there's still hundreds of sessions happening on a, on a weekly basis. We just got back from uh, Demrest Field training 45 football players. We snuck in here. We got an hour with you guys to shoot this podcast. So yeah. it's very real. You know, yeah, Dan and I, I mean, Dan, one of the things I wanted to convey to people is that Dan and I are still working 50, 60 hours a week. We're still in the gym six days a week, most weeks. Um, you know, we're still, we're, I'm here. You know, we started at 7.30 this morning. I'm not leaving until 8, 8, 8.30 tonight. So, it, it, you know, this is, 
it's still a grind. It's still a lot of work, but it's it's an amazing journey. It's been awesome, and, and it's running a thousand times better now than it was, let's say, three, four, five years yeah, ago. And I, I think just within the day, and obviously we're going to go over uh, operational freedom. I think our day-to-day -day processes. You know, we have we have a goal. We want to be recognized as one of the ten best gyms in the world. Um, that hangs on our gym wall but we're able to work on the 5% that helps move our business forward. Um, it's not, you know, we're not doing the same type of busy yeah. work on a day-to-day -day basis that we were doing even two, three, four years ago, yeah. um, which enabled us to literally double our sales in the, in the length of time that we've done that. Yeah, I mean, so one of the key things with, for the business of strength is teaching other gym owners, coaches, and strength entrepreneurs how to compartmentalize their business life and focus on the things that really matter the most. And a lot of times what I get from, from other gym owners is, well, how do I know what matters the most? And, and well, maybe that's kind of where we come in a little bit, where we kind of help you pick certain areas of the business that are that we believe are critical that if we had put a little bit more time and focus on five years ago we would have been a lot further ahead like there were things that we just oh that's not that big of a deal and then we get to a point where like shit that was a big deal Definitely. we should have, we should have spent more time on that so kind of lean on us and ask us questions about you know areas that need the most attention and then and then look if you have something if you have a program a lot of people put it this way too like if you have a program that's that's making you money or you have a class that's making you money and then but you're always getting pulled into other directions oh let's do this let's do this let's do a kettlebell let's do a stretch let's do this and it's like yeah but i got these things that make me a ton of money people get pulled away and they get distracted you Focus to, on the stuff that's doing well. You, you need know, to scale the things that are doing well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just and make that bigger. Add more of that instead exactly. of going in a different direction. So we'll get into a lot more of that today. We hope you really like it. We want to start off our inaugural episode with something we call creating operational freedom. And I'm going to give you five areas of your business uh, uh, or five things that you can create operational freedom. And, and, and we believe that these five areas. Um, are super simple. They take a little bit of time. They're simple in theory, but they'll take a little bit of time on your, it's mostly just busy work, just doing the work and getting it done. But once you create these five simple uh, uh, processes within your gym, you'll have a ton of time and freedom back on your plate. And that's really the key, because so me and Dan travel together, we go away, we're going away in August for a week. You know, we're going out to Jim Jones again to, to see Bobby and the crew out there. And, uh, and we're also having some going, going away for two days for ourselves to have a little fun. And, uh, and that's only possible because we have systems in place here. We have a ton of structure and systems in place. And we got a good group of guys that we've taught the structures. We've taught the systems and structure too, uh, like Trevor and Mike and Adam and the guys that run the gym when we're not here. And, and that only exists because of, of the back work that we put in ahead of time to make that happen. So let's move on. Okay. Operations are all the little processes that run your gym. And they are everything from cleaning the bathrooms to ordering supplies to hosting a team meeting. And they're, they're, how you run your business and all the little processes in between can be categorized into different areas of operation. Um, to keep it super simple, you can categorize things as front end operations or the front of business operations. And those are all the client-facing operations, all the things that might, um, that's like onboarding members, membership issues, contracts, okay, and, and all the relative 
uh, um, client communication that happens goes in the front of operations. Okay? Uh, back end operations are going to be everything on the back side of the business, the things that most of the employees, I mean, most of the uh, members wouldn't even know uh, is happening. And that's like employee issues, employee conduct, kind of your HR, uh, uh, cleaning services, ordering supplies, opening and closing the gym, and all those little details that go on behind the scenes that your clients have no idea what's happening. But if you don't, you got a really haphazard gym running and you're just running around all day putting out little fires all day long, right? I, I kind of think of it like there used to be this, there was a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he, the dam is breaking and he's like, he's got his finger in two holes and then another one springs and he sticks his foot in it and then another one springs but it's too far away and he can't reach it. And that's what a lot of gym owners feel like is they're just like nonstop, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Totally right? reactive. So totally reactive. And then you can break down your product. And in the, la the, the third area of the business is the product. And that's everything revolved around the training itself and what happens with the training. How are you training your clients? What type of classes are you running? What's the dynamic of the class? Do you have class structure? How do you train your, how do you train your trainers on your style of, of class and or personal training? You know, what, is the, what is the overall theme of your training at your facility and stuff like that? So we're going to break down five processes, right? And I'm gonna, there's going to be a mixture of front end, back end, and some operation and, and some product stuff. So I kind of I, I I listed the five things that I thought if I could go back and do it all over again, that these things I would have totally done and written out before the gym door ever even opened in the first place, right? Before I even opened up my first garage. And now, another thing on that note, there's a lot of guys probably that saying like, well, this doesn't pertain to me, you guys have a big gym, you got hundreds of clients, you know, you got 20 employees, blah, blah, blah. That's the same thought process that I had when I was by myself, and what a mistake it was, because if I had done this ahead of time, when I had nobody, I would have only had to scale it for one person, and it would have been super simple, but I would have had a process in place that I could then have scaled to four when it was me, you, Mike, and Trevor, to eight, right? When it was me, you, Mike, Trevor, Hyde, you know, and if you know, and now now to 20, right? And but the process began at point A and and now it continues to grow and grow and grow. But not having it then, it's just like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't need it. That's for big health club. I'm not trying to be a health club, you know, I'm just this box gym, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, you're going to be staring down the barrel of a gun, like, man, I got, I got five employees. I don't have a pay scale. I don't know what. I don't know. I, I have no employee hand. I got nothing. I, and you're just running around trying to get people and on the same page. And your bandwidth for de decision making. It's like I think a lot of the biggest issues that we had in the beginning was that, especially when we came on board, is that you had been there for three years alone, yeah. and we're training a full book of clients, and now I'm there, Big Mike's there, yeah. Trevor's there. And you know you're doing sessions all day long, and it's like the development process of us as coaches yeah. and strength entrepreneurs. It's like, well, all right, I'm going to do it this way, but if that's not the expectation of how you used to do it, yeah, of there course, it was a quarrel. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, of course, of course. And that was the root of most of the issues in the at least the first year before we had, you know, the decision making process. Like, oh man, like you know, a big Mike set to get a raise, like. What should we give them? And it's like, you know, <laughs> literally, it's like you're throwing darts at the wall and be like, yeah, all right, yeah. you know, I, I think it's this. You know, there's there was no systemization, and it it adds a lot of stress outside yes. of the gym when yes. you're already um, there for 
10, 12 hours a day and you go home, you're like, man, like, I think this person deserves X, Y, or Z. And it's just totally, you know, it's just a total uh, haphazard process. Yeah, so, so creating operational freedom starts with breaking down a couple areas of your business. Now we're gonna give you some key, key areas today. And then you have, to, you have to look at your business, what fits your model, what fits your training, what fits the employees and stuff you have. I'm gonna tell you what we're doing, but you might have to tweak a couple things and go backwards and just kind of make it your own in a sense. But uh, implement these processes now and as quickly as possible, and you guys will absolutely improve your retention, your yearly client value, right? Uh, um, and, and the overall client experience, which is, in my opinion, the absolute number one thing right. in the gym, right? It's All not, that matters, clients don't care about your pay scale. Clients don't care about your onboarding process. Pri clients don't care about your employee handbook. They only care about themselves right. and what's going on to them, right? There'll only be maybe a handful of people who actually like dig deeper into your business and like really, you know, hey man, that, you know, the, the, you guys are so organized and structured at the front desk, I really blah, 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 but how, how many people give a crap about any of that stuff, right? So let's start with the first thing, right? The, the number, what we feel like is the number one process for any gym operationally is the onboarding of new clients. And we we actually have an, an, an awesome done-for-you product called the Ultimate Onboarding Kit. Uh, you can go to strengthentrepreneurs.com, our website, and opt in for that and get the download for that. Um, and it's free. Oh, it's free. Read it. oh, it's free. Just check it out and read it. We created this awesome packet. But onboarding clients is you know like a first date, right? You're trying to make a first impression. You're trying to put your best stuff out there, uh, best foot forward, okay? And so most gyms, at least by what we saw, a lot of the small box gyms like we were, are, are basically a, a one or two man show where you have one coach slash owner doing everything or a coach owner and maybe another part-timer doing everything, right? Um, a couple husband and wife cases and stuff that we worked with. And, and, and their process for onboarding a new client is generally a, a free workout, and then sign up for our memberships, right? And, and that's great when you have, you know, maybe 10 or 20 total clients. But when you have 200 and, and there's no way to see everybody, monitor everybody, and, and in a sense communicate properly with everyone, um, you have to create a system that's gonna provide them with the best experience possible. It's really the best first impression. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it needs to be, like I remember, way back it would be we, we you know we would have um, administrators not much administrative help but when we did um or with a with an assistant coach would be like a new client would stroll in the front door and say oh let me go get joe or dan or let me go get trevor let me go get big mike the guys that know the secret prices they know how to introduce somebody to yeah. what we do because what we had was so many different pricing structures yeah. we had so many different options we had different classes all over the place where it was very hard to fit somebody into what we were doing so our first impression to that person was like 
hang on a second, like, what, what the, the hell's hell? going on? What, here, what are these guys doing? What are they saying? I'm confused. I just want to work people, out. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to work and out. And people I, want to, people naturally to want out. to be led. If yeah. they're coming into the door and they believe already that you are an expert at what you do, they just want to be told what to do. Yeah. That's it. It's got to be simple. Okay, I'm going to the gym. It caught, you know, the ultimate onboard experience at Varsity House Gym costs $2.99 and includes X, Y, or Z. Boom, I start on uh, July 20th at 10 a.m. Done. And the decision-making for them is complete. So their first impression is that, wow, those people there really have their shit together. Yeah. And if they have their shit together with that, their underlying, you know, the undertone is like, wow, like they're definitely going to be able to help me get to and achieve yeah. my personal sure. goals. So you remember, you're trying to create value and experience, right? So most people, it's most people don't have a problem with money. It's it's just how they perceive the value in what you're offering. So when when you create your onboard, okay, remember. Uh, now we go into a lot of detail in the ultimate onboarding kit that you can download for free on strengthentrepreneurs.com. But the 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 key is right make it simple stupid right have one or two offerings that's it we use the uh, we use our ultimate onboard as as our front end offer and that's our low barrier offer for people to come in the gym get a taste of what varsity house is right at a reasonable cost right and a reasonable amount of commitment that gives them the opportunity to sample kind of our best stuff and then at the end of that 30-day period, right, they either become they either enroll and they either enroll and they become an, a full-time team member or they do not, right? And and we could wash their hands of us if they want to, right? Um, basically, what you guys should do is is how do I want what do I what would I want to be treated like when I went into a gym? If I was going to go train at Varsity House, what would I want? Right. Well, I, I want an experience. I want to come. I want to train. I want to train with Big Mike. I want to train with Dan. I want to get some private time. I want to flip some tires and do some cool shit, right? So we created an onboard that basically guides people through, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of everything that Varsity House has to offer. A couple private trainings, a full assessment, a couple private training sessions, a nutrition console, and some group classes for the first 30 days. And then they enroll to our primary offering, which is our, our monthly EFT membership, right? So take your onboard process, outline it, create scripts. We created a script for everything. So like not only not only do we have a process, but we created sales scripts and, and procedures for the entire process. So when somebody walks through the door, right? Hey, I wanna come in and train. Great, here's, here's how you become a member at Varsity House. You have to sign up for VH University. It's our 30-day new client mentorship program. Great, boom, that's the it. That's the, there's one thing, there's only one way to get in to train here, and it's through VHU. As an adult. As an adult, right? So as a general population client, okay? So, and that that basically took all the guesswork. Now there's no more, you know, giant menu of, of choices. Now I narrow it down, you wanna train, here's what it is, okay? You gotta go through VHU. They get all this value, they get a ton of cool stuff with it, you get lots of training, you get nutrition console, you get food logs, you get a month of classes and stuff like that. And at the end of the, and, and it only costs 300 bucks. At the end of the month, we unroll you to our, uh, uh, our primary offering, our yearly membership, right? This has greatly changed the perception of the gym right from day one, where now there's no guessing as to what you're getting, how much value it has, and the experience that we're offering to those clients. And we know is extremely high. Right. We know that we're, and it's giving us the time to build a rapport with that client. 
I have a I have a new guy that started last week. He's coming in. Matt's coming in tomorrow night. We're doing our first private session tomorrow night. He's a great young guy. Loves to train. Has done some triathlon stuff. We're gonna talk it up. We're gonna train our butts off. But I'm gonna have time to build a connection with him. I already met his uh, his girlfriend. I know some of his family. It's gonna you know, and that that one-on-one -on -one time is allowing us to create a real rapport, a real relationship that almost guarantees that he's gonna view us in a higher in a higher uh, regard and, and is less likely to leave. The retention has gone through the roof since VHU and also our conversions, the conversions from uh, leads to VHU, to VHU, to full-time members has been tremendous. We've only lost uh, uh, less, than, less than a handful, I don't think it's been five, of a few, I think only three people have not completed the VHU and signed up and to it, become members. So, And another thing too, guys, is that it weeds through the people that are not serious about what you do and they don't value what you do. There's plenty of people and we used to run a, hey, here's a three-day pass to our gym, here's a free class, here's a free bring a friend. And I'm not saying those things are necessarily bad to have intermittently throughout the year, but if that's your primary front end offer throughout the year, it's just people are gonna not value you a certain type of way. And it's also like, hey, you know what? Like if it's $2.99, like you're gonna get somebody that regardless of their fitness capabilities, like they're- It's still putting some they're, shit in. They're, they're generally like, they're gonna, they're gonna make an investment time-wise. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like I spent $2.99, like I'm definitely getting my money's worth. If, if it works, then great. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But it should be an educational period where, you know, for that one month, these people are getting a ton of high value. Well, if you look at like Matt, who just started, I mean, he's a young guy. He's 24 years old, just graduated with his master's degree. He's, trying, he's taking a year off before he goes to med school. Like $300 is a decent amount of money for that for kid, sure. for, for a young guy like that. But he wanted to make a commitment to train at a real gym. And, and if you're a real training facility, and, and you're discounting memberships and running special sales all the time and stuff like that, you kind of get known as the, I don't know, like the used car salesman of gyms. And just it's like, like the wait and see. Oh, they always run. They always run specials. Yeah. They always run sales. So don't join now. You'll get something later, right? And 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 like I always use the, the doctor's analogy, right? Um, in the gym business, you know, it, it, we're like salesmen, but you know, when you go to your doctor, does your doctor ever say like, hey, I'll give you 20% off your knee replacement? Like it just, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't exist. So um, quit devaluing yourself and just create an awesome front end offer that has a ton of value and experience involved in it at a price that you can live with, right. and you, you know? And you need to sell it as if you know in your, in your head that this person really needs this because they do. If you, I feel like people only have seller's remorse if what they are selling, well that's not, if what you're selling is shit, you're gonna always have seller's remorse. Yeah. There's some people that I think are young in the fitness industry, just need to understand their true value, so that's a little bit different. Yeah. But if what you, if what you are selling is really good, then you should always be transparent upfront from the start and be like super excited for that person because you know how much value they're getting and 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 the way in which you convey your message is going to be that of like yeah. wow like this is awesome you need it so create a system for onboarding new clients set a price that's reasonable that has a lot of value 
for you again, we've talked about this once or twice before already, um, but maybe it's one private, maybe it's one assessment, one private training session, two weeks of classes, whatever. Uh, a, a done for you nutrition pamphlet with food logs. Uh, we have a nutritionist on staff, so our, our program is very in depth. It's $300. Maybe yours is one private and, 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 and one assessment and two weeks of classes, and it's $150. Whatever fits your, your facility and your, also your ability. Remember, if you can't give every new client three private training sessions like we do, then don't. You know what I mean? Just give them one. Give them one. You know, do whatever the best you can and make that happen. Okay? So. Uh, that's number one. Create an onboarding system uh, that has a lot of value, that has a great experience, and that's a reasonable price. Then, and we use that as our front end offer. That's our front end offer for getting new clients into the gym and giving them a ton of value and making them say, "Wow, wow! That, I'm going to get all that for three hundred bucks." It's the no wow brainer. factor on the the initial first impression. And super professional, and always obviously, you know, you got to execute the shit out of it, right? You got to, you got to make, you got to train your staff. You got to train your. If you have front desk help, you got to train them and how to sell it and what they're supposed to say. And if you have co other coaches putting clients through their on ramp, well, then it's outlining the sessions. How are they coaching them? Maybe the, you know, making sure that you have a common assessment that you're all using. So there's, so there's continuity within the program. Okay, number two. Uh, develop an employee handbook. Now, this is going to sound super corporate, and I hated the idea of this. Trust me, I hated it. When I when I went and worked at some big health clubs back in the day, before I opened up my own place, the one thing I hated about it was that bullshit red tape structure that everything had to have. Well, you know, in in page eight of our employee handbook says, you know, um, chewing bubble gum on the floor. Well, it, it, you know. And, and believe me, I know what you're saying. There's a lot of hardcore gym owners out there saying like, fucking employee handbook, you gotta be kidding me. Like, that's exactly what I don't want. Trust me, you're saving yourself a shit ton of headaches down the road by laying out your basic expectations up front. You're, you're, at some point, if you wanna grow and scale your business to where it's a real business making you money when you're not there all the time, right? And you have multiple trainers, multiple revenue streams, you gotta have everybody on the same page. So how do I make sure that Trevor can talk to, when, when, when we hire a new front desk staff and Trevor goes down to speak to that front desk staff and do their onboarding process, right? How do I make sure that that from Trevor to the new person, to every single person in the gym, that they understand the core values, they understand the gym hierarchy and who's who's in what role, who do they go to if they have an operational issue, who do they go to if there's a problem, blah, blah, blah. they blah. just have a sick well, day? Have a sick what day, happens what, happens, what happens if they have, exactly, what happens if they have a sick day or they need to cancel a session or whatever it is? All those things go in our employee handbook. The employee handbook should have your core values, right? Your ethos, whatever that might be. Your mission statements, right? The main, those are the things that you want to convey at every team meeting and every every chance you have. Your gym, your code of conduct. What is acceptable code of conduct within your business? These are all things you can pull, you can download, you can go and download employee handbook for gyms on Google, and I'm sure you'll find a couple that are already done, right, or at least basic done. Basic employment information, right, hours, benefits, time off, how to schedule time off, how to take a sick day. If you're a full-time employee like we do, we give paid sick days. How do they register those sick days? How do they, how do they take how paid do time off? Of how do they keep track of it? All those little things go in the employee handbook. Your rules and regulations, 
right? And every could be could be clothing. Maybe you're a real maybe you're a real miser for making sure that you're wearing your gym shirt, right? And you give all your employees gym shirts. And then one of your things is you must wear your you know varsity house t-shirt. Well, all right, we'll put that in the thing. So lay out the expectations, even if you back off some of them a little bit, but they're there for you to fall back on. It's always better to be overprepared than underprepared. Absolutely. You could always scale back, but what, but when you but when you've created a a culture of laxicity, That's it's hard to idea. scale up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you could always let go of the reins a little bit, right? Like they say, like it's easier to climb down the ladder than it is to climb up, right? You could always let go of the reins a little bit, and if you feel like you're too structured, like if you're yelling at people all the time for you know, picking up garbage or wearing the shirts and things like that, you could always let go a little bit, right? But if, you, if you've created a culture where like people just roll in and they're ripped up t-shirts and that's what your coaches wear and there's like, you know, people are on their phones and they're chewing gum and stuff like that, real hard to change it all of a sudden right. midstream. Look, a lot of that stuff falls upon leadership. Like if, you know, Joe and I came in in, in like tattered clothing every day or late or looked like we had been out all night, then like, it's hard to tell yeah. other people to do other things if that's what you are consistently doing. However, you know, like we talk about structure, if there is a day where you're not here or there is a day or week that we're both not here, it's just very easy for the expectation where a new employee should, you, you know, when you're hiring a new employee, you should take an hour and go through the full employee handbook so it's at least mentioned they have a, a, a copy of it so that they can refer back to it. Obviously, you don't wanna be hiring people that you feel like you're gonna have those issues with in the first place, but you'd be surprised when you talk about uh, people getting lax over a, a certain amount of time. It's, it's just it's crossing just, your T's and dotting exactly. your I's. We make every new employee read and sign the employee handbook. It goes in their file, the acknowledgement that they've read and signed it. It has all the reasons for you know, unfortunately, this is you know, you, you we live in a real world where we have to make real decisions. And once in a blue moon, you got to let people go, and you got to be able to say, like, look, you, you know, you did not live up to the to the core values. You did not live up to the expectations that we set forth for you in our first meeting when we went over our employee handbook. And your conduct, ha you you have your conduct has been terrible. You're arguing with clients or whatever it might be. Your dress code, I, you've been warned multiple times about your dress code and so forth. Right, and that's really uh, what the handbook is designed to do: is to take. All, it's the. It's it's in a sense for you small gym owners. This is your. This is your HR personnel. It is right. So you can you can write a really good employee handbook that kind of, in a sense, acts as your HR person and and outlines all the HR issues that you can you might also have. Also, too, like it, it's just good to refresh it for yourself. And I think for a small business owner, you're like, oh my god, like we're talking about so many things. Like, all right, I still have to do this onboarding experience. Okay, I need to do that. And then it's number two. I need. I don't even have a handbook, guys. The handbook doesn't need to be 20 pages long. It could literally be your mission statement, which should be up in your gym already. What you're trying to accomplish. Number two could be a code of conduct. Three things that would ha that that your gym is is holding their employees accountable for, and it could be just a basic pay scale, and it could be those three things, three pages, and that's it. Like, 
the, yeah. the most primary things that all employees need to know yeah. and something that you could fall back upon in case you do have an issue. This is just like the, you know, this is the lifeline of the business where it's like, just in case we can refer back to it. Communication have, is the key. Yeah, if you have nothing to refer back unto, then it's, then that's where discrepancies, that's where arguments come into place, that's where lawsuits can spring about. Right. You know, you need to protect yourself. It's the same reason why people get insurance. You hope for the best and that right. nothing's gonna happen, but it's, think about an employee handbook as insurance for your That's why business. they always say like, if you're, gonna do, if you're gonna negotiate a lease for a space, so you should have a lawyer and then you wanna, you gotta have your paperwork in order Absolutely. all the time, right? No so the employee handbook is critical for that. Our base employee handbook is only 13 pages. The full employee handbook with all of our operational procedures in it is like 50 something pages. But you could start off with something real basic that's basically, like I said, um, you know, core values, gym hierarchy, basic employment information, hours scheduling, things like that, rules and regulations, some basic procedures if you want to include like a procedure, maybe it's you know turning on and off the air conditioning, you know, opening the gym and what needs to happen when somebody, the, whoever opens the gym, maybe your morning crew, they have a procedure for opening the gym and getting the gym up and running in the morning, closing the gym, stuff like that. And, and, and some pay scale and compensation stuff if you have that stuff ready to go, okay? Number three, okay, write out sales scripts and sales procedures for your employees and review them and coach them and go through them. So like what happens in most small gyms is the owner slash head coach is also the best salesman, right? Because it's yours, you love it. Who's gonna talk more, who's gonna talk better about a product and a gym than the person who owns it, lives it, loves it and breathes it. But again, in order to scale, to go to another level, right? To be able to leave the gym for a, a, a week in August, right? I have to have other people here that can sell. I gotta have other people who understand the procedures of what products we're offering, how to sell them, and when you do sell them, what happens to that client now? So if a, if a VHU, if a client signs up for Varsity House University, our onboarding process, on August 19th, when me and you were away, do they just not join the gym? You know what I mean? Do they just not come? What? Wait till Dan and Joe get back? Wait till next week? Like th that doesn't, you know, that can't happen. So it's like, what happens when you leave the gym? Does everything just shut down? You have to have sales scripts. So we've created sales scripts for all of our different products. We have an awesome thing here called the Ultimate Gym Tour. This is probably the one I'll, I'll use as the example. And the Ultimate Gym Tour is exactly that. It is selling the gym to a new or potential client that walks through the door or calls on the phone. How do I get that person into the gym so I can show them the gym, so I can lock them into one of our services? Primarily our, our core offering or our front end offer, which is VH University, right? Sometimes throughout the year we might have something else going on like our six week transformation that we're trying to convert people to. The, old, the sales scripts, are designed to be an exact layout of everything that happens, right? Create, have a welcome packet ready, okay? Create your, have your low barrier offer, right? Tell your compelling story. Here's the story, I wrote out the story. We are the story of, uh, of Varsias. Over a decade ago, we started a two car garage, blah, 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 right? Give your guided tour. Have your sales pitch ready to go. So, so selling is not something that's intuitive to everybody, right? And I'm not expecting every single person in here to be as good at selling Varsity House as maybe me or Dan. However, 
they should be able to know the key points. They should be able to tell our compelling story. They should know the products inside and out, which products we're offering and which products fit the client that we're trying to sell to, right? And when and how those products are running and get set up, right? So if somebody signs up for VHU and says, oh, maybe somebody comes in and they meet with, they meet with Adam and Adam does a great job selling the gym and telling our story and they, yep, sign me up. Okay, what now? Now, there's, now the procedure starts, right? Now we get them locked into the schedule. Now they sign up for their private training. They, they schedule their 30-minute nutrition consult with Simone. So there's still a lot of procedural, st procedural stuff that has to happen after the sale. Coach your, client, coach, coach your coaches and your staff members through the sales process, right? So it could be what we like to do is I'll, I'll go down probably once a quarter and I'll run everybody through the ultimate gym tour. And we'll, we'll literally role play, you know, uh, some different sales scenarios, okay? A, a woman comes in who's, you know, hasn't been in the gym in 15 years, she's overweight, she's a little, little self-conscious, she's feeling a little nervous about coming back and joining a gym like ours, blah, blah, blah. You know, what are the products? What are we saying to her to make her feel more comfortable and make her realize that we're, we have the solution for her fitness needs? Um, and what products are we trying to offer to her? As opposed to, I don't know, somebody like Dan walks through the door, hey man, I was an ex-football player, I'm still crushing weights, wanna get in a little bit better shape, lean up, you know, and, uh, and, and you know, getting ready for a bikini competition, right? <laughs> and, uh, and it's great, what am I selling Dan? Now I gotta sell, maybe I'm talking different to Dan. Does it make sense that I would have a different sales script for Dan than I would for a 50-year-old mom who hasn't been in the gym in 20 years, right? He probably doesn't want to hear so much about, you know, I don't know, f fat loss and calories. He wants to hear about crushing bench press and all the athletes that we have here and all the football players that have trained here and stuff like that. So his mindset might be looking for something a lot more hardcore than what her mindset is. And it's just a spin on things, right? Because once she gets here, and she starts training, she's gonna feel great and she's gonna you know get comfortable and I think also within the script yeah. too is is that we've we've helped helped people um, gravitate towards certain things and hang on to certain things depending on the type of person that you're asking a lot of questions, you're identifying their yeah. needs and you're letting them do more of the talking than than you. And it's like if you had a guy like Joe come in, it's Okay, guys. Like this is part of our sales procedure. Let's walk them over to the blacktop. Let's point out, you know, the elite FTS racks. You know, our, our full fleet of dumbbells, five to one fifties, and walk them down that side of the gym. We have an adult that comes in that talks about, yeah, they've done spin class, they've done some of this, they they really liked machines. We walk them down towards the adult side of the gym. We show them our ski ergs. We show them our rowers. We talk about the importance of our version of the bikes, which is the which is the Airdynes and. You know, we make it easy for the salesperson, you know, by letting the client do the identification of what they need and, and yeah. what they want. That's that's really important. Yesterday, just an actual real uh, real example is our newest uh, our newest admin or one of our newest admins is J.C. Sabino, who's also doing our internship program to become a sports performance coach here. J.C.'s here on Sundays. Joe and I are both not here on Sundays. Big Mike is here with Simone and he's up front, and two new female athletes came in during the open enrollment period, whereas literally as recently as three or four years ago, those athletes we would have 
the, the, we would have taken their information and then today, instead of doing this podcast, Joe or I would be calling and identifying everything that they need, where they need to be training, what they're going to be paying. And yesterday, when I, I get an alert on my email, I checked my email once yesterday, two sales were made by JC because he had the system in place yeah. to answer the questions that I'm sure he had. He had the prorated prices. He had uh, the documentation of exactly what groups those females were going to go into, and the sale was made because he had the information to answer the questions that those potential clients may have had so that he could answer them, and he had a crutch to rely on. He didn't need to be like, hey, it was really nice to meet you. Let me take down your name and number, and I'll have somebody get back to you tomorrow, which yep. just it's just further proof of real-life proof that somebody that's been here working at the desk for less than 10 weeks can make a sale, which by and large, it, you know, it, yeah. it's not hard, but you know, it's in the middle of a block, it's, yep. dirt, it's we're outside of open enrollment, he did an excellent job because he was given the tools yeah. and, and the leadership is in place for him to be successful. So, so you have to look at your, you gotta look at your client timeline. What, what, and, and when you create a sales script, it's like, all right, what am I selling them and when, right? So if it's VHU, right, your onboarding process or whatever you call it, right, you, let's just call it your onboarding process. What am I saying to them? What am I, how am I getting them into the gym? And, and what are the key thing? What are the key ideas that you want to convey, right? You got to obviously you got to let them. You got to make them aware of the value and, and experience that they're getting, right? And then you have to coach that up to your staff. So if if you have other staff members that are working for you, you go over it and over it and over it a couple times until they start to develop their own kind of flair and and ability to sell it themselves, right? The, the 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 sales script is a template. It's not written in stone. It's a starting point for us to review as a group, to to drill as a group. So when I go downstairs and I give the ultimate sales, the ultimate uh, uh, gym tour with everybody, that's how I would sell it. Maybe Lexi's story is a little bit different. Susan and Leslie, who were clients at the gym, maybe their story is a little bit different because they can use their own personal experience. But they're hitting upon. Right, are some core things that they Correct. must hit upon. Correct, and 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 those are you know the value that the client's getting, the 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 structure of our training sessions, the 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 prices and and the transparency of what we're actually offering and what it's going to be from them, and and, then, and and some key components, and then there's there's little ad lib kind of areas that we that we drill upon where it's like okay great what if you get this road what if she gives you a roadblock based on cost what if you get a roadblock based on time what if you get a roadblock based on well I, i'm really fit do i still need to do vhu we get that one a lot well, well let me just i just i'll just tell everybody straight up you're, you're not as fit as you think you are Right? Um, but most people think oh well i, I do 10 spin classes a week i could do this no problem yeah all right Okay, we've had you know multiple people, but but what do you do when you get these roadblocks and then just kind of drill them with your crew and go through them and work through them? So maybe in your head you have a solution to all of them, but if you don't tell anybody else, you know what I mean, then it doesn't exist. Honestly, by by most accounts, I feel like when we're selling our own gym, I always it's felt easy. like that was a strength. And yeah, I mean, yeah. from the very beginning, me too. It wasn't until. We went to Pat Rigsby's workshop in Louisville, which was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And it was it was all about sales. I was like, oh man, we're gonna be awesome. We're gonna be the studs in this class. And, and we we're like, 
he put us in certain scenarios with certain roadblocks where we I had really no hadn't idea. practiced really hadn't practiced and worked that let's call it sales muscle where I was always selling to people that were similar to me because yeah. our primary offering at that point was football we, training. Yeah. Football, wrestling, <laughs> track and field, that's it. It wasn't yeah. until we got out of our comfort zone really started selling a lot of adults. We started we, our business just got more dynamic and he sat us in a room and was put us on what is our hot seat today with business of strength and was drilling us with questions to the point where I'm not usually at a loss for words. I could be, I couldn't get a word out. Yeah. I was done. So it seems ridiculous to practice these scenarios and we don't practice them every week. No. But every every other month, every quarter, yeah, we, we usually, need to we usually spend, do sales review once a quarter. You, you know, know spend two hours just role like literally it seems ridiculous role playing. You have one admin. Put them in two awkward, weird scenarios because I guarantee you if you're in this business for long enough, which you will be if you follow these Five you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be so <laughs> much be, better off though you'll be so, so much, much better, better off you'll be so much better off in that like it, it's like being in any scenario if you practice you know a 2,000 meter row and you practice and practice and practice well then when you're required to compete with one you're gonna get it well look at look at Big Mike though look when Big Mike started Big Mike could not could, could not sell anything right and and and, and and uh, now, now his favorite saying is, "I could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves." I think, I think that's Big Mike's favorite saying. I could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. I was that like, "What?" Is, no, he loves what? saying that. And so he's I mean, become he's a become great a great salesman, and and it's his own style. He's not selling it like Joe. He's not selling it like Dan. He's selling it like Mike. He's you know, Mike. He's very serious. So it's 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 the truth about the gym. Why we're why we're the best it's at no what we're bullshit. doing, and and he's developed a. A way of communicating what Varsity House is based on the sales scripts and templates that we've helped put him put together, and then taking it on his own and gone out Absolutely. from there. So super simple, could be very simple, guys. Don't make it out to be something super complex, but create a sales script, drill it home to your employees, right? Review it quarterly. Pick an area of the gym that you're selling. So maybe it's maybe the first thing is your on ramp because you're gonna go home and create a new on ramp and get that rolling. But then maybe it's your like for us, it's our athlete programming. It's the six week transformation. It, we have other products. It's it's Snap Nutrition. How are we selling Snap Nutrition? So we create a small script for each one of those products, and then each quarter we drill it home a little bit, make sure everybody's up the page. Or when we have a new client, uh, I mean a new employee onboarding, we drill it. I'll I I do the so I'll stand there uh, with them. I'll have several meetings with that new employee, and we'll go through each sales script. They got to review them. They'll practice. They'll tell it back to me, and so forth. And we make it a, we make it a built-in process that absolutely helps the employee feel more comfortable selling your products better, right? And and eventually, uh, 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 they're gonna get very they're gonna get great at it. And, it's and yeah, it's you're second nature. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're coming back to the sales scripting and sales procedures. You really, it, it has to, it has to co-align with your mission statement. I mean, we talk about creating mission statement for your handbook, uh, employee handbook. Your your mission statement, your ethos, it should be present somewhere in your gym that everybody can see. And just reiterate back to that. Focus back Always. on that, and that's what your sales script should entail. It should just be. Um, it should reinforce the mission statement. No Don't doubt. get crazy. It doesn't need to feel like it's being um, 
you know, it shouldn't be read off of the no. sheet. No, no, at no. All. And, and 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 oh, and remember, it's always about the client. It, it no, at the end of the day, it's about their value and their experience. You can't just sit there for twenty minutes talking about how great you are. You got You got You got to get your. You got to get to the point quick within the first minute, and then and then allow them to kind of drive the process of telling you what they need and what they want from their fitness life, life, uh, you know, life cycle, and then you just place them into the right products, okay? Uh, number four, uh, and, and this is one that really surprised me with, in the last year with all the gyms that we've done consulting with and all the uh, strength entrepreneurs that we've talked to, how many of them are not holding team meetings? Now number four is you must host weekly team meetings. How the hell are you supposed to keep everybody corralled on the same page but what sending them text on a weekly basis you got to get together now I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first to admit there's some weeks where our team meeting is us sitting around for an hour bullshit right and there's some weeks where our team meeting is literally bullet after bullet of stuff that's got to get done and we're just hammering stuff out right we try to run a, a five-star team meeting every week and that's you know numbers give me the give me the nuts and bolts of the business snapshot we run through each area of the business all right what's happening at the front desk what's happening on the training floor big mike what's happening with you know with the cleaning schedule sean what's happening with the adult programming sean blah 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 and we go down the list and we we go around the room and then we hit the key areas all right guys so this week we have this coming in, blah, blah, blah. We got, like, last week we had our good friend Jane here. All right, we got a workshop this weekend. I need this, 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 and this. And we game plan. And we get everybody on the same page. And it also gives us a time, a little bit of an opportunity to get together. Maybe it's somebody, maybe somebody did something great in the gym. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to Big Mike for uh, doing such a great job with, you know, so-and-so with her knee rehab or whatever it might be. And you give Mike a shout out. Or maybe, like, this past week the girls made their uh, uh, their sales mark for the uh, for the quarter for the front desk right the front desk had you know um, groundbreaking sales for the last quarter right everybody got a nice gift card so it's like hey giving the girls giving the girls a nice round of applause and a shout out during the team meeting giving Trevor and Adam uh, a shout out for making that operationally happen right and making sure that the girls stayed on mark all, 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 all three months right so things like that happen in the team meeting um, it's an opportunity to get together it's an opportunity to have some fun and and you know and get some FaceTime with everybody maybe you have maybe you have employees that come in at 6 a.m. like Joey who we don't see too much but I get the the team meeting gives us an opportunity to to kind of yeah. you know meet with I him and get on the same page we, just when we've uh, spoken to other strength entrepreneurs and we always ask them like what do you think is the number one thing for moving your business forward and like what's the one thing that all businesses need to take the next step and a lot of times people will give you the answers like oh well, communication's huge like communicating with my coaches I need to spend more time in uh, you know uh, coach de coaching development yeah. meetings and things like that well like if you're not communicating on a weekly basis at a structured time then it's never gonna happen because you're gonna get so damn busy and you're gonna be like hey man can I get you for two minutes on like when that employee wants to go home and the last thing they want to do is talk about how Jane is coming for Project Row, and you need them to send an email to these 10 people reminding them. It needs to be done. It also gives people peace of mind where it's like, hey, every Wednesday as a whole staff at two o'clock, we meet and that's it and it's just part of the schedule it, yeah. it doesn't undulate, and it's, and it's it doesn't been that rotate. for going on five years. It's just now. Wednesday at two o'clock, 
that's it. Doesn't matter. If he's not here. I'm not here. Trevor's not here. It doesn't matter. It happens every week, 52 weeks a year. Um, and it gives people, it gives everybody a voice. So everybody knows if they have an issue in the gym that pertains to everybody, yep. they're going to get the floor to discuss with the whole team, you know, uh, on that issue. Yeah, and like if you're a small place and maybe you only have one or two employees, right? You just got a small place. Well, spend a half hour on processes and procedures and what has to go on in the gym and spend a half hour doing some coaching education or doing some sales scripting or yeah. something like that. I think even if it's, you know? even if you're alone, I think having a set time every week because you you need you need outsider influence. So maybe every Wednesday it's you know you have uh, your it could be a friend it could get be coffee a, with a coach or something it, like it could, that. Yeah. Just every Wednesday I'm gonna go and communicate with some person in my uh, workspace. It could be your accountant. It could be a lawyer. It could be a coach. It could be a friend. It could be an old friend. Well, it could be on, a, on another podcast. We'll talk about the advisory board right. and, and and putting an advisory board together. But right. somebody you got to communicate. And the team. The team hosting a team meeting is is absolutely critical. Communication. You'll trust me when I tell you that once you get past five employees, communication is the number one thing. And it's either the number one thing that's going to drive your business forward, or it's the number one thing that's going to crush your business and ruin it, right? Because it's just like a marriage, right? What's the number one people reason people get divorced is we stop communicating. We stop. We you know we didn't love each other anymore. Why? Because we didn't talk to each other. We stopped communicating, right? You have to communicate every day with your employees. You have to remind them of what's happening in the gym what your expectations are and why we're the best at it and why we're going to continue to be the best and move forward. You have to rah-rah speech your crew just like a football team every single week. You got to give everybody the pump up, right? Cuz you know, we're all here working 50, 60 hours a week. You got to you got to give them the good pump up every week. So start holding team meetings even if there's two of you. Even if it's your husband and wife team. Half hour team meeting going over the business, half hour team meeting going over sales script, procedures, training, whatever it might be, and just make it happen. Lock it into a process that's that's consistent week after week. All right. Our last process for operational for creating operational freedom, and this should be intuitive to a lot of them, a lot of you, but again, you know, over the last year working with a lot of strength entrepreneurs. Uh, I was really surprised to see how few people had this really dialed into a to a really uh, a lockdown process, and that was creating um, sale, uh, I'm sorry, creating training templates for all of your group classes, your private training, and your onboard. And like like if you have a, a, an assessment session or a couple of private sessions that you do as part of an onboard, those sessions should be kind of laid out in a scripted format with progressions and regressions depending on the level of athlete and what you saw in their assessment and so forth. Um, I was very surprised to see how many coaches are still running wad-like classes that they're making up that morning, right? And, and, and all, I, all I'm saying is that's just one more thing to have to do every day. Right. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry about what you're doing in your group classes for the next 30 days? Right, and if you spent one Sunday coming up with a monthly template for your classes that you could just run, let it run for the next month and come up, and you're probably going to come up with some cooler, fresher, more innovative stuff because that's what you're working on. So if I sit for two hours on a Sunday and really put some time into putting some cool 
templates together for the classes that we run here, they're probably going to be a lot better than if I just come running in at, you know, classes at 8 and I come running in at 7.45 and I just throw a workout on the board because now it's, you just, oh, you're always going to kind of revert back to your what path you of least resistance and right. give it, you know, it's going to be this, 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 and this bench press, curls, right? So, so creating templates for all of your groups your private training, like for us, we have a big binder downstairs and it's, you know, all of our athletes, right? So it's, you know, you know, Old Japan football, Northern Valley football, right? College prep females, college prep males, right? High school males, junior males, junior girls, whatever. And they're all run off of, you know, four to 10 week blocks uh, uh, of, of, of set templates, two, three, four day a week templates that are gonna give us a basic uh, 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 you know, template to follow. And then again, for the individual athletes, we have progressions and regressions based on each athlete's own ability and what they're doing. For our adult classes, it's even easier, right? You know, we, we program everything out for uh, the month and, and we come up with some cool innovative themes and stuff for the month and we try to uh, and make the classes a ton of fun and exciting and we change them up every single month. And if there's a problem with something, or again, if there's somebody with an injury or something like that, there's tons of regressions and, pre and regression, progressions and regressions. However, we have a template that goes out the first of the month. The whole month's template gets done. They, the, we have a big giant board down on the, on the floor that gets written out. So the workout templates get put on the board and it makes our lives so much easier that we have this lockdown process for our product so that the product training is super consistent and always awesome and always innovating and always fun so the client's perspective is that wow these guys i mean workouts are always different we're always doing tons of cool stuff this month we're working on a on our thousand meter row last month we were we worked up to a pr on the bench press right and it's always changing it's always variable and we do that uh, uh as a group right and then coach mike and coach sean uh, design all the all the templates in detail. So we'll meet as a group with our advisory board. Me and Dan will have some of our input as to what we think you know we'd like to see going on with the training. Mike and Sean do the detailed plan that gets sent out to the entire gym, right? Uh, 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 the, all the employees, and then the workouts get put up on our big board for the month, and, and we just crush it. And that way, no matter what, if it's you know Barbell University Thursday, and Joey's coaching the 4:30, or I'm coaching the 4:30, or Simone's coaching the 4:30, the template's the same, the workouts the same. We each add our own little flair to it, right? And add our own little variations to things. But the clients are getting a very consistent product that they absolutely love, and they and and and, and I know that you can say the same for me. I know a lot of people are like, well, it kind of ruins the spontaneity and this that, and the other. I mean, would you ever take an athlete if Eli Manning walked into the gym and said, "Hey, man, I want to train for the summer." You're just gonna like throw him a workout every day and beat him up? No, you're gonna you're gonna put a detailed plan together. You're gonna get from point A to point B. Why would you do anything different with your adult clientele? Have some type of structure progress towards goals, right? Real training, right? And and create awesome templates for all of your different athlete structures and so forth. For our onboard process, we've templated those sessions. I want those sessions to be memorable. I want them to include certain things. I want them to be a snapshot of what training here at Varsity House is. So we've scripted those first three private training sessions that clients will do with VHU. And then, again, you can go off script, like 
the kid Matt that I'm training him up is very aerobically fit, right? I can go off script a little bit and give him some harder stuff to do with the aerobic side of things. Right. But I want him to get a few of the things that we're gonna box squat. We're gonna do some stuff with chains. We're gonna do some other things in here that are proprietary to what we do right. at Varsity House. We talk about busy work though. Imagine coming in and knowing yeah. that you have him today. So instead of you having to script out his three sessions this week, yeah. Those three sessions are done. We have a base model for you to follow. And now you could say, oh yeah, this is good. We're gonna box squat. Yep, we're gonna do our single arm row. Yep, we're gonna do our weighted sit-ups. And to finish out, instead of doing 10 laps on the stairs with two chains, we're gonna go over and do something that I know yep. is in his wheelhouse. And we're gonna do intervals on the row, or we're gonna do intervals on, uh, we're gonna do some meathead me metabolics with our Slatter X program yep. on the Prowler. It doesn't matter, but it's given you, it, it allows you to be decisive, and you're not spending 30 minutes, you're spending three minutes to allow you the other 27 minutes to do things like this to help move our business forward. And that allows you to focus on that client's experience, right. not worried about the X's and O's of coaching and what you're supposed to be doing with that person. Exactly. So I just want to go back and we're going to do a quick time review here, okay? Because remember, at the end of the day, creating operational freedom is about creating time, right? It's about taking all the little crap, taking a big pile of little things, Right? and putting them into one area and categorizing them and making them simple and taking them off your plate so that you can maybe at some point hire a front desk person that says, hey, this pile of all the little stuff is your stuff now, right? And I no longer have to worry about this. And that all of a sudden that's 10 hours back a week in your plate. Imagine if you had 10 dedicated hours a week to write sales copy for your emails, to write cool Facebook, Instagram content, to write awesome training programs and things like that, right? Uh, 10 hours is a lot of time. So let's take a look at these real quick and we'll just go down the line, right? Creating an onboard, right? What's that gonna do for you? That's gonna guarantee that your client gets an, a consistent, awesome experience from start to finish. It's also gonna take tons of guesswork out of what should I sell to clients, where do they fit in, blah, blah, blah. I create a product that, that's my go-to product. It has a ton of value. It has an awesome experience. And now there's a, a set process for onboarding clients. Number one thing it's gonna do is it's gonna give them an awesome experience and the time to get to know you, your coaches, your facility, and improve retention greatly. That's what I do know. So you could say that, yeah, but it takes, it's gonna take me hours to create this onboard process, then I gotta teach it to everybody, and then this, that, and the other. Well, if you're, if you're bringing in new clients to free classes, and they sign up for a membership, and then they leave two months later, What's what's more important, the 10 hours of time that it might take you to create this process, the another 10 hours to teach it to your staff? So you put 20 hours of investment into it to get hundreds of hours back on the back end. Absolutely. Imagine being able to lock down a client that had such an amazing experience through your on-ramp that they're a lockdown client for the next three years and then you never hear a peep from them except how awesome your gym is, right? That's putting time back on your plate, okay? Creating a handbook. Instead of going around from employees, hey, you didn't do this. Hey, you're supposed to do that. Hey, you didn't do this. Hey, we need to do this. Hey, oh, when you open the gym, don't forget to do this. Well, now I can just outline it all in one handbook, create a system, again, that gets everybody on the same page so you can create more time for yourself to not have to go around putting out all those little tiny fires and make sure that the expectations for employment at your gym are set in stone. 
right from the get. That means written down. Written down. Be no, no, no. It needs to be written. It's got to be written down. down. You got. You make them sign the handbook, right? I have read and acknowledged everything that you expect from me as an employee of your gym, okay? Writing out sales scripts and procedures, I'm telling you, saved it is one of the things that saved us the most time. Teaching other people how to sell not only made us. I mean, I'm going out on a limb here. Over the last three years, since we since we hired Susan four five and a half, years, five, years, five ago, years ago, it's probably it's definitely made us over a million dollars. Other people selling the gym has made us over a million dollars. No question. Who doesn't want? I mean, truly, who doesn't want on their point of sale system? And I, ho I hope everybody's got a point of sale system. It's that's been huge yeah. for us. But who doesn't want to see sales in their email box? on a daily basis on their day off. Yeah. Or say you go home at six o'clock and gym's open till nine, that there was three or four sales made from six to nine o'clock. You don't want to be the gatekeeper for every single sale that ever happens at your gym because if that's the case, that's gonna be the only thing that you're gonna be able to do. Right. Um, you know, those experiences, they take a lot out of you. I mean, and that's uh, why we're talking about putting time back in your plate. I mean, teach other people to do it, right? Imagine, like, so, so let's just rewind a little bit. When, I, when Joe was by himself, right, I did all the training programming and wrote all the training programs. I did all the selling. I did all the books. I did all the finances. I did the scheduling. I did everything, right? And you just get inundated. Now, Big Mike does most of the programming, right? The girls do most of the selling, right? And 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 everything still runs fine. I think the problem in the gym business is that the mindset is nobody's going to do it as good as me, but it's not true, right? It's not true at all. There are the girls are doing a lot of the stuff at the front desk way better than I ever would because that's what they do every day. They spend time and they spend doing time it. doing it. So if you're the, if you're that. And I'm going to call it, you know, operationally greedy, right? Where you just feel like you have to take all the processes because nobody's going to do them as good as you. You're never going to, you, not only are you stifling your employees, but you're also just driving yourself crazy, right? You're stifling your employees because you never allow them the opportunity to grow as an employee. And, and let me tell you, there's no better light bulb that goes off in that front desk girl or your coach's head when he makes the sale himself, right? And you're not standing there kind of preempting him the whole time. When, when Big Mike made his first real sale, right, it was like a light bulb went off. Oh, oh, I, I can do this. That was pretty easy. That wasn't that bad. And I did it my way and it didn't feel awkward or weird it didn't feel like you know i didn't it didn't feel i did it in a way that i wouldn't want to right, right? and all of a sudden boom now he's now he can right now he can sell now he can sell a ketchup I mean, popsicle to a woman in white gloves and you know they've all done a great job adam right. does a great job too for the first six weeks six weeks of his internship i don't think he said one word no and now he's <laughs> one of our best closers with the vhu no processes. doubt so so just just to finish this up right so Holding weekly team meetings. You want to talk about putting time back in your pocket. Spend one hour with everybody or spend hours trying to catch up with everybody. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, so all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, hey, Trev, did you did you send that email out to this person? Mike, did you do that? You know what I mean? And you're all over the place. Your Instead of just, just get together once a week and be like, Mike, you need to do this. Trevor, you need to do this. Adam, you need to do this. Dan, where are we on this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, boom, 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 done? Okay, great, next. Right, so that the team meetings have put, I probably I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least 10, 12 hours of time back on our plates, and then last but not least, uh, creating the awesome templates for training. Um, most of the guys that I know, 
uh, we, 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 we know a lot of great coaches who start off with the idea of I'm going to be this amazing strength and conditioning coach, I'm going to write the best programs in the world, and then, you know, programming's here, this is just like me, business is here, right, and then over time it starts to creep, it starts to creep, it starts to creep, and then you get to here, right, and it's like, shit, I got to make a decision. I could spend four hours on a Sunday writing templates, right, or writing workouts, or I could spend four hours writing sales copy, emails, and this, that, and the other, and the next thing you know, your training's just getting thrown together day by day. You're just living day to day trying to figure out what to do with clients and stuff like that. Putting, putting wads up, right? No good, right? Get your training templates done or assign it to another coach and put somebody in charge. He's your fitness coordinator and they design and implement the templates for your group classes so that you don't have to and you can get that time back. Remember, at some point, if you're, unless you're just planning on being a one-man show and being a guru in a box by yourself and only doing a certain amount of sessions and only taking certain clients because you're going to build this giant online following, which I'm telling you, for most people, is not going to happen, right? Where you're going to be making millions of dollars online. It's hard as hell to make money online, okay? So if that's going to, unless that's going to be you and you plan, if you plan to hire people, if you plan to open up more gyms, if you plan to grow and scale your gym, you're going to have to systemize your gym. You're going to have to create operational success. You're going to have to create operational programs and procedures for everything in your gym, whether you like it or not. Okay. Anything else? That's it. I think that was uh, we're at. Trevor put out this fancy timer for us to keep us on track, which actually I think helped us quite a bit. We're at an yeah, we're hour we're eight minutes. Eight minutes. Our goal was one hour. So guys, we're going to try to do our best week to week to, to deliver some actionable processes. Uh, we will have some guests on the show. We want to bring you guys an impactful show that that's that truly would have helped us and, and yeah. still helps us. I think for me and for you, we've talked about by teaching it, it helps empower us to, to know it and implement it even better yeah. in our own space. So. so don't forget to go on iTunes and download the Business of Strength, Varsity House Gym, Give us a five-star review. It really helps out and means a ton to us. Okay? You can also check us out on YouTube at Varsity House Gym. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Varsity House Gym. And uh, that's it for the Business of Strength. We hope you liked it, and we'll see you next month. Catch you later. Catch you later. The Business of Strength, powered by Varsity House Gym. Turn your passion into your profession and learn how to run a world-class business. Be sure to visit us at www.strengthentrepreneurs.com to learn more. And as always, at varsityhousegym.com. Become unstoppable.